You're listening to WKXL in the morning. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead. It's time for our New Hampshire business update with Jeff Feingold, editor of the New Hampshire Business Review. Be sure to get more from them at nhbr.com. Jeff, it's been a minute since I've managed to get you on the show between (laughs) vacations and sicknesses and And being positive. Yeah, I was very positive for for two weeks. Yeah, Yeah, very happy to see you're back up and at it. Yeah, doing fine. You know, is. I was, you know, I was vaxxed and boosted and, you know, prepared for stuff, but you never know. Yeah, now you're is, good for the next really wave. really spreading a lot. I was talking to someone the other day that a huge percentage of people in New Hampshire either, and we're talking about 40% or more, either have had the virus, this this virus, mm-hmm. or, know, or know someone or taking care of someone. Yeah, it's so, it's, it's so all everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, it's like this because we ended up getting basically Delta and Omicron at exactly the same time. We had a we had a month of Delta, and then it's we like, why are the numbers going high all of a sudden? Like, oh, because Omicron's here. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. Fortunately, the numbers it was like ten thousand less active cases than the beginning of the month right now. So yeah, it's, it just it's, oh, it's, the trend is in the right direction. The the problem is, like you said, you know, between the original virus and Delta. We had a nice stretch where things were getting really back to when we're getting used to things again. Then Delta hit. And then after Delta, we got, you know, we had people getting vaccinated, boosted and all that stuff. And things started, seemed that better, that getting better, but we didn't have any time between. No. And, and like, it takes time for the shots to really do anything, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everyone, we were trying to get everyone vaccinated. And I, at this point, I'm like, if you got vaccinated, good for you. I mean, we're hopefully we're almost at the end of the Omicron surge right now, and they're yeah. trying to tweak the the vaccine right now to be more relevant for Omicron because, in theory, the next generation of COVID, the COVID virus will be yeah. uh, a mutation of Omicron. Knock on wood, because it's going to make life easier when it comes to uh, the vaccination. Well, apparently, they've already spotted one that, uh, like they call the little sister of Omicron, that they mm-hmm. already found in, in Denmark, I think California, Washington, that is probably just as, uh, you know, uh, it, it could spread as easily. Yeah. But it also seems that it's not as uh, bad as, as, you know, as the previous versions of, of, of the coronavirus, of the uh, COVID. But it's still, but it just wears you down. Oh, that, yeah. That's the point. It just it's wears you down. Everyone's so yeah. sick of all the all the restrictions. The last three yeah. months have been terrible. Uh, they just, it's people have had enough. And yeah. so fortunately, we'll knock on wood, the numbers are going to be good. We've got Black yeah. Ice Pond Hockey Tournament that happened this past weekend. I, I say as a time traveler because we're recording Thursday and this is airing Monday. <laughs> so yeah, well, d- it didn't snow too much and we had a great weekend <laughs> okay. of, of hockey. <laughs> All right, let's get into some uh, some business news. The reason why I got you here, uh, cryptocurrency has just been all over the place of late. There's no yeah. way you can avoid it. It's been um, there's all these celebrities that have been pushing for it, and New Hampshire has kind of had their toes dipped into yes. crypto for a while, a lot because of the free state movement. Yes, they they ha- there's been actually there's a convenience store I've gone into several times where they have a crypto a a, a Bitcoin ATM. Yeah. And, you know, I usually I, I don't ask the guy. I, I think next time I go in and say, does anyone ever use this thing? <laughs> you know, what, what, are you, what are you going in there for? I mean, I, I don't I don't really understand it. I, I mean, I know that uh, it's 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 gaining uh, momentum in some cases, but in other places, 
you know, you see the, the, the volatility of it is really uh, concerning if you're going to be an investor, which is what the article we have in our current issue that just came out uh, is, is by uh, uh, Casey Snyder and Thompson Dork, who are our regular, they write a column regularly for us, really smart financial guys. And they're talking about the idea of investing in, uh, in any kind of cryptocurrency, especially if you're, if you're someone who's investing for your retirement. <laughs> Yeah. It's not the best idea. No, it's, it's too not. volatile. And I heard a little a little fact that was very interesting. You know, the, the problems they've been having in Kazakhstan with the rioting in the streets and the, and the, and the overturning you know, of the government and all that stuff uh, just a few weeks ago. Apparently, that's the place where the, the most crypto mining goes in the whole world. Yeah, yeah they do a lot it's, in caves and such because it's so yeah. cold. They can just set the servers up with minimal. Yeah, and uh, they talk about they talk about people having direct connections to coal-fired plants. They just you know they they use tons of you know, energy, and uh, it's it the 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 thing was though because of all that that blip with the reaction of the government to the protests, one of the things they did was cut the internet off. Oh, for a wow. few days, and that really affected the, the Bitcoin, the price of cryptocurrencies, and actually led to uh, a, a very severe correction because Kazakhstan was shut off from the world. Yeah, which is you know, you think about it, that that's not how this should be working for, for, in terms of a currency for stability. But yeah, I mean, at this point, I watched an amazing video by uh, on YouTube by Folding Ideas. Traditionally, he does a lot of like uh, cinema review and such, but he actually did an hour and a half uh, documentary about NFTs and cryptocurrency, mm. which was amazing. I, I highly suggest you check it out. It's Folding Ideas. Um, his, his suicide, the the art of editing and Suicide Squad is an amazing unrelated <laughs> video. It's the horribleness of that first Suicide Squad movie. Check that out too. But okay. it, it's but it's very much a it, it's speculation. I mean, you yes. you invest now, hoping down the road this is going to be a real currency you can use down the road. And part of that speculation that is suspected that you see those ATMs or it says buy Bitcoin here, trade Bitcoin here, or other cryptos. It's to make it look legitimate because yeah. it needs to have mainstream. You need your normie around the corner that goes to the convenience store that isn't plugged into the internet to see, oh, Bitcoin, oh, this must be a real thing. Because yeah. if it's not seen as legit, it can't get outside of this internet Twitter sphere. No, and, and the other thing is what you really are taking, you're speculating on whether there's a future to it. I mean, yeah. right now it seems like there might be, there's governments talking about it, you have the mayor of New York is taking his first three paychecks in Bitcoin, things like that. Uh, but the, I, th I think there are not, governments are getting involved in it. And I think when governments get involved with it and they might come up, it might be an American cryptocurrency. China is, is working on one. Other smaller countries are doing it. Once that happens, I can't imagine how Bitcoin works or, or I don't mean to single out Bitcoin because there's so many different variations yeah. of it. Well, it's like the how, 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 of how, cryptos right now. Yeah. Like you refer to bit, all cryptos exactly. Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. They should, I don't know if they trademarked that name, but it's too late now. Yeah, pretty much. But it, yeah, I mean, you got to be very careful with it. And I mean, what's what's kind of hilarious and hypocritical to me listening is they were all upset that Facebook was trying to create a, a cryptocurrency and then two years later they're turning around going maybe the maybe the Fed should have its own I'm like <laughs> guys oh. like apparently uh, Zuckerberg's looking to sell that crypto pilot project he doesn't, he doesn't have anything to do with it anymore yeah he's which I think which I think really does say something about 
the, the future of it in that way. I mean, I think in terms of it being a, a corporate thing or whatever, I don't, corporations don't seem to be interested. Although you keep hearing stories about Walmart and other ones looking at it. But it seems to me like, I, I don't know what they gain by creating their own currency. I just don't, I don't get it. It, it. To me, it's especially with the large corporations like that, it's begging for antitrust lawsuits. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And the other thing is really, when you think about it, it's hard to understand what a Bitcoin, what, what a cryptocurrency yeah. is. And people understand what dollars and cents are. They even understand what euros are or pounds or rubles or whatever. They understand what that means. But you have to explain what a blockchain is and all this. And it's, it's not, it's, once you have to explain something to somebody, ask, ask any politician if they have a complicated plan, they try to explain it to a voter, it goes right over their heads and I'm listening to you. Yeah. So that's that's what I think is one of the weaknesses of cryptocurrency. Good luck with that, those regulations if they decide yeah. to really dip in. And and the another issue with the cryptocurrencies, the currency specifically, is it relies on these digital wallets, all these third-party processors to actually yes. turn your actual money into something useful. The advantage with it, it, people don't really use cash so much anymore, but if you really needed to, you could go get some some physical currency to trade yeah. for someone. You're entirely relying on the internet and not getting scammed because if your crypto wallet gets hijacked, that's gone. Yeah, so you can't go to the bank; it's gone. And you have to remember your password. Yeah, that's so many people have lost millions <laughs> and millions of dollars. Exactly. They exactly. Password. <laughs> oh, it's just. Oh. <laughs> I guess we'll see. I I, I think you're probably going to see more and more of it popping up in New Hampshire, especially because there, yeah. there is that very the the free state libertarian movement is a whole hog on when it comes to crypto. Oh yeah, and- that's a big that's a big deal. Actually, that that was uh, the the uh, the raid down in Keene uh, last year involved a lot of the free state people who are involved in cryptocurrency, and that's uh, that's interesting. I I haven't heard an update on where that case stands, but. Yeah. The feds were very interested in it. All right, let's transition over to to housing. There, you guys wrote about an article, had an article about uh, mobile home co-ops having some problems. Yeah, well, it, it's not that they're having problems. Is that there's, there's legislation on, in in the uh, in the legislature this this session, which would change the way these what they call resident-owned communities or ROCs. They, they've been going around on for, for over a decade now. The community loan from the New Hampshire community loan from started up this project, helping residents of mobile home parks, manufactured housing parks, to buy their properties where they live. Because if you, if you understand this, if you, live in a, if you live in a mobile home park, you don't own the land. Right. You own the mobile home. So if the uh, if the owner of the mobile home park decides to sell it for whatever reason, you have nothing to do. I mean, you you either can you can stay if there's a new owner, they could in- increase the prices, or they'll just say, "Get out of here. We're gonna re- we're gonna develop this as something else. You're gone." And so a lot of these people, they this is a, this is their home, you know, and it's obviously a very affordable option for people, and that's something that stands out today. Actually, affordability yeah. of housing. And so a lot of the, there's several of them in New Hampshire, I think it might be over a hundred. I, I, I forget the, I apologize for not knowing the number off the top of my head, but there are, you know, several thousand people live in these things. They, they, they're basically cooperatives hmm. and they, they get together with the help of the community loan fund rock program to come up with the financing through banks and, uh, and other sources to buy their mobile home park. 
And then it's a cooperative, just like, you know, like a cooperative in New York City, those, you know, apartment buildings or a condominium type idea. And uh, it's been very successful. So for some reason, there's some some legislators, I believe it's a couple of senators who who want to change the rules that would, in the end, make it more difficult to create these co-ops. So um, it's really, uh, it's concerning to the people in that community, in the rock community, because it's been a successful, very successful uh, project that's been working on. It's, It's actually national now. They, they launched a Rock USA. It was community loan fund. I mean, it was it's a nat- national model for doing this because a lot because if you live there, if you live in a mobile home park in the traditional one, you you have no recourse. You don't own anything except the you know the house you live on, the house you live in. You don't live on the property, and that's that's a difficult way to live. And the I mean, these mobile home parks and such these in these manufactured home parks that are around the state. I mean. They kind of fill that gap right now that we have in the housing market, where you can buy, yes. you can get a place for twenty-five to a hundred thousand dollars, yes. or you can get a place for three hundred and fifty to several million dollars. Yeah. Like there's no in between, and the, these places are one of the few where, like, personally for us, like, we're looking like, oh, maybe one of these places would be more affordable for us to have a little community plus be able to have our own space as opposed yes. to apartment living. That, like, that, and, that, and that's exactly the point. It's, and it's it's a uh, it's it's a it's been much more attractive to people in the last several years because of the affordability issues we're talking about. You know, you know, it's not it's not necessarily within everybody's reach or everybody's idea of how they want to live. But yeah. it's a lot of people like to live that way. They, they prefer it. And they see it as a really good option for, for living uh, without, you know, in, in a place of their own. And this way, it really is their own if they, yeah. if they buy the property. You know, this is it's like it, it's much more valuable uh, investment. And it's not like 30 years ago where a lot of these places were not very well, where it's literally trailers. Like a lot yeah, of these yeah. places now are pretty darn nice communities. It's Yeah, yeah a lot of those manufacturing, it's, it's a much different idea. That's why I. It's familiarly familiarly known as a mobile home park, but it's manufactured housing. And the only thing that makes it mobile is that if you live in one of these non co-op owned things, it is, it's going to have to be mobile. If, if they tell you, you got to get out. Exactly. Think about it. It, I mean, this is uh, the closing. One of the closing lines on this article is SB 210 is solution in search of a problem. That seems to be the running theme when it comes to a lot of this stuff up for discussion in this current session. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting because we haven't written uh, anything specifically on on following the legislation yet, but it is on our radar. And uh, I have to say that I, I I really am interested in the hearings, what the argument is for having this legislation because, you know, really if it ain't broke, you know. It's that's a that's a New Hampshire thing. It's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It seems to be working, and I don't see how it's not. You know what what the complaint they have with it is. They just want to make the voting more difficult. Yeah, and I was hearing similar things. I had to. I spoke to Megan Tuttle, who's the president of the New Hampshire NEA, the yeah. other day, and they're seeing the same thing with education, with this teacher loyalty bill that is very vague, and they haven't. Ne- the, the the author of of the bill even said like, "This doesn't really have what I want," but uh, here you go. And now the all these teachers are freaking out. Like, what does this actually mean? Because it's. I mean, regardless how you let, lie on the divisive concepts legislation. This is like so yeah. vague. It's crazy. Well, you know, it's it's funny because I you know I know we're not here to talk politics, but you know when I hear this thing about teacher loyalty and I follow that uh, uh, constitutional amendment, proposed amendment to uh, 
for New Hampshire to secede from the United States. Maybe we should have a legis- legislate legislator loyalty bill. Yeah. Who's loyal to the United States and who's not. Yeah, it, it's just crazy. And I mean, you, you've got some other stuff you guys have written about. Uh, if I pull back my notes, I'm trying to multitask. Um, there's some stuff regards family leave that's also being discussed. Yes, that that's something. If if you recall, it, especially at the height of COVID, you know, back in the days in the tw- in, in the tw- in 2020, when they had all these uh, government programs to help people deal with having to be home and all that stuff, they. They came up where there was childcare option. There was childcare was was high on the uh, a, a massive blip, not a blip, but it's massive on the radar of law of policymakers to come up with some kind of child parental uh, leave, family and medical leave because obviously with a lot of illness you had to go home. You need to be paid, and and you had this thing if you would be eligible for unemployment insurance if you had to care for a child or a loved one who had COVID. So. They thought, oh, this would be great. We'll have we, we could have uh, uh, parental leave, family leave. But uh, apparently, uh, you know, the governor didn't like the the uh, the plan that that came that basically was a Democratic plan, although there was bipartisan support for it. And he vetoed it, if you remember, because it would have been a man, all employees would have to pay a 05 percent, zero point five percent payroll tax uh, to help the uh, to help fund it so everybody would be in it and it would be a it would be a sustainable program well the governor didn't like that he came up with his own plan to make it voluntary involving the, the state employees union and it was passed finally although it was passed you know the way they passed a bunch of things last session you know by snicking it into the budget yeah so there was no real debate on it but uh, it was good it was passed and, and they started getting it going but you know it's been kind of you know, and on the just all, just really, I hate to use this again, but off the radar screen, it's just you know what's going on. So we did a follow up story, seeing where it stood, and they're working on getting an RFP out. They need to get oh, a God. company. They need to get a company who will run this and see, think it's going to be profitable enough because this is a voluntary plan. That means the employee pays for it, or employer who takes part can say, "Oh, I'll cover your cost, or I'll pay half your cost." And the other thing that's interesting, if your employer is not taking part of it, part in it, you can still join the in this uh, uh, family leave plan for like five bucks a month or whatever it's going to be or five bucks a paycheck but if your company doesn't let you take that family leave yeah it's useless well, that's it's useless so yeah, so it's it's really it's kind of it's an experiment it's there there are i think 10 states that have family medical leave and they're almost all, all of them are, are mandatory everybody you have to everybody's got to be in all the employees this is going to be by a very unique, a unique, a unique plan, and no one knows how it's going to work or if it's going to work. But they're moving ahead with it. Do, I mean, are other states using outside contractors in a similar fashion? No, not, not no. This is this would be well. Now, the financing of it is the one that's really unusual. Is that it's not, it's it's it, there's not a um, secure, steady flow of money. So it's people are questioning whether there'll be enough participants and enough money to actually pay off, pay out these family leave. Cause I think it'd be 60% of salary. And you know, that's, that could be a big chunk of change for, you know, it's six weeks. It's also, it's not as generous as many of the other plans, but you know, that's another matter, mm-hmm. but it's, that's a, that's still be a good chunk of change for some people. And the other thing that's a, that's a little odd about this plan is that everybody pays $5 a paycheck, no matter how much money they make. So if you make $20,000, 
a year, you're paying five bucks. And if you're making $200,000 a year, you're paying five bucks, which that doesn't sound right to me, but. Lots of lots of wrinkles to iron out, so we'll have to keep following that. You're listening to WKXL in the morning. Thank you so much to Jeff Feingold from the New Hampshire Business Review for joining me this week. And we're gonna get back on that bi-weekly schedule. We're gonna keep him healthy. (laughs) We're gonna be good to go. You're listening to WKXL in the morning. We'll be right back after this.